This is What a Weird Week for Sunday, March 20th, 2022. Dolly, Daylight Saving Mix-Up, and Dancing. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Really weird tales. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Thanks for coming back to What a Weird Week. This is episode 3.25. What a Weird Week is a podcast with the 10 weirdest things from this past week's news. If you want more on the stories we talk about, all the links are at shownotes.page. If you go there, you can get everything, all the podcast stuff and all the show notes. Shownotes.page. Jumping into number 10, Dolly and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame wanted Dolly in. Dolly politely declined because, you know, she's not a rock and roll performer. And then the Hall of Fame folks said, oh, well, we didn't anticipate that response, Dolly, because we already mailed out the ballots. So to be continued, uh, Dolly could still get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know what would happen if all the votes go to Dolly. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, people have won and not showed up before, but... Dolly's too classy for that. We'll have to wait and see, see what goes on with this. Nine. Number nine is the Russian news protester. Everyone had this story earlier this week. The reporter named uh, Marina, Marina, who held up an anti-war sign during the news program on Russian TV. Everybody was worried about her. She disappeared for a little while. She was interrogated for 14 hours. She received a fine, a little bit under $300. She's resigned from her job. Will there be more repercussions? That's what everyone is afraid of. World leaders have issued statements about how brave she was to do this. France offered her asylum, but Marina, I'm going to go with Marina pronunciation. I've heard it both ways. Marina has turned them down uh, the offer of asylum. So this one is to be continued. Here's the full message translation. The sign she was holding up said, no war, stop the war, don't believe the propaganda, they are lying to you here. Eight. All right, number eight is the no more changing the clocks in the fall and in the spring this week in the U.S. They voted to keep clocks where they are. Permanent daylight saving. It's not 100% yet. I Listen, I'm a Canadian fellow, so I don't understand the entire process, but I do remember the I'm Just a Bill song. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. It still has to go to the House, and then it would still have to be signed by the president. And then, now, Bill, you're a law. No one thought this would be a unanimous vote in the Senate, and that happened. So it might be that changing the clocks will be going away. So this would start in 2023. However, after that news broke and people were like, wow, we really can get along. And politicians both sides, we really can get along sometimes. It turns out it was kind of a mistake. People who wanted to, I mean, again, Canadian guy talking about American politics, but my understanding is it can get past as long as no one objects. Unanimous vote. And people didn't know what was happening. People who would have objected, and nobody uh, objected, but that was sort of an accident. And now we'll see what happens. <laughs> it has to go to the House. We'll see See where it goes from here. If the U.S. does it, will we do it here in Canada? Seems like it would make sense. Another wait and see. We've got a lot of wait and sees this week. Seven. Number seven is the Starbucks cup plan. This one's a lofty goal, I think, but it also seems like, you know, they it's not a spur of the moment thing. This would not have, they wouldn't have arrived to this decision without a lot of thought. 
better for the environment. Starbucks wants to partially phase out disposable coffee cups and switch to a bring-your-own-cup model or returnable cups. I hardly ever make it to Starbucks. I drive by about seven Tim Hortons. Uh, it would be like I would see, honestly, about seven Tim Hortons on my way to driving to the Starbucks. So I don't know the Starbucks culture too much. Is this something that would catch on? The goal is by 2025 that this would happen. Not a total ban on disposable cups, but they want to make disposable cups less attractive. The option of uh, taking the disposable cup being less attractive, I think means probably cost more or something. Do you think? Anyway, another wait and see. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is a record amount of wait and sees this week. Six. Number six is that dancing study that says it's good for manliness. That was kind of the headline I saw all over. Maybe you, you caught this in one of your favorite news programs, the headline about dancing and manliness. The story started making the rounds this past week. I'm like, why are they studying manliness? We're studying whether uh, dancing is just for girls. That's not really... The headline made it seem that way, right? That's not really what's going on. The research shows that when boys dance as youngsters, they grow up to be more confident and have qualities that are helpful as an adult. Basically, I'm summarizing. Uh, somehow the headline got turned into more like, uh, you can still be a manly man and dance. It was more about, it's like sports and other activities that kids do. It can be good for kids to do these activities. They just, you know, they're including dancing in there and they kind of focused in on the dancing. I don't know if I ever mentioned it before. I won a dance contest with my sister one time. Did I ever mention that on this podcast? Did you notice how confident I am? What a confident man I, I have become? Just saying. Yeah. Yes to dance. Five. Number five is the Kmart sign. Somebody put a giant Kmart sign on a guy's front lawn in North Dakota. Pastor Paul Knight doesn't know what the deal is. He thinks maybe someone from the church did this as a joke. And he's hoping someone will take away the giant K. His wife is also concerned about getting that giant K sign gone from the front lawn. It has attracted some attention, some selfie takers. We put a photo in the show notes. Again, the website, easy to remember. You can find everything if you go to shownotes.page. Four. I feel like maybe I jumped the gun with that. Wait, did I? Four. Four. Maybe four. That, is the four button a little loose, guys? Four. No, I... Four. There we go. All right. I feel... I feel like we got it that time. Do you know what number we're on, you guys? Yeah, that's four. Yeah, the right number four. Don't use emojis in work emails, according to a study. It makes you seem weak or gives the impression you have less authority. Even if you're powerful in your company, using pictures or emojis will basically cause you to lose the respect of others. Then you'll have to be twice as much of an a-hole to get people to respect you. And you don't want that. I've never been a boss. I don't know. But I assume that at some point you're like, all right, today's the day. I got to start being an a-hole. And you don't want to have to be twice the a-hole unless you really have to be. Right? Bossing. Three. Uh, number three is the gross sounding ice cream flavors that are still a thing. This actually came out a little more than a week ago. Still gaining some steam last week. So we, we put it in this countdown. Walmart in the USA is carrying Kraft Mac and Cheese flavor ice cream. Last year, this ice cream company put the flavor out and it sold out in an hour. Mac and cheese flavored ice cream. Same company also has an exclusive to Walmart pizza ice cream flavor. Gross or great? Not sure. Thinking gross, but not sure. Sold out last year. Two. Savory ice cream. I just, I'm not sure, you guys. Did I mention already I'm not sure? Okay, my uncertainty 
is uh, we, we've established that. Okay. Two. Number two is the Mary Jane's soda. You know the Jones Soda Company. You know they kind of gained uh, publicity. They invented the turkey and gravy soda, and uh, they have some normal kind of sodas like root beer and that. But they also have the weird. Uh, every year it seemed for a while they were like this holiday season, whatever, and it was usually something disgusting that you'd buy as a joke, and everybody would try to drink it. Well, they are getting into Jones Soda Company's getting into uh, a branch. Uh, the name is Mary Jones Soda, and it's cannabis. Soda. Where cannabis is legal, they are going to start with the cannabis-infused drinks and other things, gummies and that. But uh, here's the quote. The sodas will debut in the company's four most popular flavors, root beer, berry lemonade, green apple, and orange cream. 10 milligrams of cannabis. That's for the 12-ounce bottle and different sizes and all that. So um, this is the thing. For me, this is um, a bit wild that it's going to be here where we are, the East Coast of Canada... You can get cannabis drinks and that. You can buy its legal marijuana stuff. But it's usually like some weird flavor. It's not like delicious orange or root beer. You'd have to be really careful with that stuff. Somebody comes home after a hard day and they just want a nice, just have a root beer or something. I'm going to have this, uh, going to have this orange cream. Does anybody care if I have the last orange cream? And maybe you think you're getting just a nice normal pop. And, uh. You're not. At some point, you will realize, uh-oh, that wasn't Jones Soda. That was Mary Jones. Interesting. But the company's very, very excited. They think this could be a big thing. So One. Okay, number one is the giant potato. Oh, we got to go back to a previous episode of this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, first of all, thank you for subscribing. In the archives, we always put a link to the archives if you click the show notes. So all of that, If you just, all you got to remember is show notes that page. Boom podcast stuff, links to stuff. But we had a story earlier. The couple who found this guy was hoeing in the yard. He and his uh, wife found a giant potato. They didn't know at first what it was. And they dug it up. He was like, I think this is a potato. There's only one way to find out. This mysterious thing I just dug up. I'll take a bite. And he did. And he confirmed through taste testing it was, in fact, a potato. And then it was so big, they got curious and they looked up and they, wow, we have a world record potato on our hands. They contacted the Guinness Book of World Records. Wonderful story if you could stop there. But it turns to heartbreak. The potato was actually poisonous, wasn't, a, wasn't edible, and now that man is, no, I'm just kidding. But the giant potato that we talked about in a previous episode did not break the world record the Guinness Book people say it is not a potato. Here's the part of the letter they wrote back to Colin. He's the one. He was the fellow t- tasted the. I'm just going to taste it. Honey, I'm just going to taste it. Then we'll know for sure if it's a potato. Dear Colin, sadly, the specimen is not a potato and is, in fact, the tuber of a type of gourd. For this reason, we do, unfortunately, have to disqualify the application. I don't know how to... I mean, they had it. They had the world record, you guys. They had. They were the proud owners of the world's largest potato until it turned out it wasn't a potato. And it wasn't like they were trying to scam us. You know, you got to feel bad for them because you think they weren't trying to pull the wool over. <sighs> and Colin ate that thing. Now he doesn't know what he ate. He thought he ate a potato. Now he doesn't know what. What is in that? What did I eat? 
you can um, see photos of the uh, giant tuber and get all the show notes stuff at shownotes.page. Thanks for checking out What a Weird Week. Have a weird one. <laughs> <laughs>